You're listening to Before the Fern Dies with Ashlyn and Wendy. We are coming to you from two corners of the U.S., sunny San Diego and stormy Seattle. We may be a thousand miles apart now, but we started off under one roof as college roommates. Unlike the crispy fern that we killed in that old apartment, we are determined to keep this shit alive. And by this shit, we mean our friendship. So join us every week as we explore the weird, the witchy, and whatever else we can fit in before the fern dies. Here on Before the Fern Dies, it's no secret, you know we love a good plant. But before there can be a plant, there is the seed. And the seed is a most magical thing indeed. Some no bigger than the tip of a needle, they contain all there is to begin a life. A life that helps sustain all other forms of life. Our continuous existence on this earth can be credited to the very tiny, very humble, and very magical nature of seeds. So we would like to show our appreciation and honor the magical seed by creating an episode about sowing seeds. What could be better this spring, after a very scary and death-filled year, than to bring some love, light, and life into our daily routine? It has been studied and observed by scientists that gardening literally makes you happier. The mycobacterium found in soil can improve brain function, help your immune system, and by boosting serotonin and dopamine levels, just put you in a better mood. Mycobacterium can also cause disease apparently, but you know, you know, life is about taking some risks here and there. Aside from the ritual of sowing seeds and sniffing the dirt, there's also the fantastic potential of the harvest. Although a harvest-centered episode makes more sense during the fall, we would still like to make an honorable mention of how damn amazing it is to eat something you have grown. But for now, we will stay focused on the sowing. For the next half hour or so, you'll hear about our plans, our tips, our findings, how our mental state is connected to our garden state, our loves and hates, our hopes and woes, our garden dreams. Hello, Wendy. <laughs> so, uh, what what have you got? What have you got for us, Ashlyn? All right, we're gonna we're just gonna get into all this gardening stuff. I mean, it seems you know pretty obvious that we're gonna talk about some gardening yes. during our spring season. But hopefully, you'll learn some fun facts during this episode and some interesting things and some food for thought because, of course, we have to relate our mental state to our garden state. Have you seen the Garden State? Like, quick question. I have a long time ago. I, it's like, I remember it being great. Am Can I Can I wrong? tell a tiny, tiny story before we get into it? Well, yeah. So I had this teacher in eighth grade. Um, so eighth grade was like the origin of emo Wendy, right? Like, <laughs> you know, rubber bracelet, yeah. hot topic Wendy. Well, and yeah. <laughs> I like... I had this teacher, like he was my math teacher, and I just had this like sour look on my face all the time because every once in a while he'd ask like, uh, what's up, man? You okay? And I'd be like, life is just so meaningless. I'm 14. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this guy must have thought, but one day he asked me, Wendy, have you, have you seen the garden state? And I was like, no, what? And he was like, "Eh, never mind. And then, you know, life carried on. 
I watched The Garden State finally like a year or two ago and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What? Oh, fuck. What was he going to say if I had said yes? I know. Seriously. But I did enjoy The Garden State. You know, I have I have my thoughts, but it, it was a that's, good time. That's another episode, perhaps. But this Garden State, the literal state of our gardens. <laughs> yeah. Is what we're talking about today. Yeah. 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 So I think... Maybe we just start off, we ease into it, tell a little bit, let's get our witchy vibes going, let's set the tone for the episode. I think we should talk about some ritualistic healing through gardening. Yes. (laughs) Of course. We've got to go there. So. Would you like to start us off? Sure. Um, As I was searching things up on the internet, Mm -hmm. I did come across forest bathing which okay i guess not technically like you know sowing seeds precisely however i felt like it was worthy um in japanese it's known as shinrin yoku probably said it wrong um but it translates in english to taking in the forest atmosphere or forest bathing and so basically you just walk around the forest and um inhale all the fumes and pheromones of trees and plants around you and just feel amazing and it but it's like you know it's a serious thing it's not just hippy dippy crap okay um so like as scientists again i'm just gonna say scientists because i don't know (laughs) plant scientists (laughs) they know what they're talking about i know um they have like there's evidence scientific evidence that proves that forest bathing helps and i have a list for you of course here we go lower heart rate and blood pressure increase the ability to focus accelerate recovery from surgery or illness increases energy levels improves sleep quality reduces stress hormone production boosts the immune system improves mood and better oh, betters betters overall feelings of well-being so basically it's the magic juice you inhale and i believe it like have you ever gotten like the the hiking prana you know like what's that (laughs) well you know just like you know how they talk about the runner's high like (laughs) yeah 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 sure i've never heard of it's it's not a term i just i just oh Um, (laughs) okay i was like hiking prana you know the life force but like yeah no everything that you described i mean i don't know about my like actual physiology but i feel like i've really felt that like even just oh yeah walking in the chaparral in southern california but certainly when i have gotten to actual forests like that's it doesn't need to be a measurable thing like you can feel it when you go out and you imbibe those vibes dude sign me up it's over (laughs) or it's just begun the seed is sown (laughs) come on Oh my god, the time the amount of times we're gonna be like the seed has been sown in this episode. <laughs> Sowing seeds is unmeasurable. Someone um keep yeah. a counter. <laughs> um do you wanna exchange for another ritual? Sharing? Yeah. I'll match you a ritual. So this one I have stolen from Ava. I'm just passing it along because you know, that's what I do. <laughs> on this show um but she has been you know 
introducing me to the delight of foraging and then using it in your kitchen witchery. Like, Fuck. so kitchen witchery briefly um, for those who are not familiar is just like a subsect of witchcraft that just deals with, you know, rituals and, you know, doing your practice in the kitchen, like through cooking and stuff like that. So it involves a lot of, you know, knowledge of herbs and spices and different ingredients and kind of like how they're attached to different intentions. Mm -hmm. So particularly she's just been like getting really into like looking up the local like native plants in the area and sure enough had some growing in her backyard. Like she harvests stinging nettle and then puts it into cakes Yes. We went we went dandelion foraging God in my neighborhood recently. Fuck it off. was so good. <laughs> and it I was love just it too much. It it was just a magical experience, you know, like even just like the process of learning, like, oh, putting names to like the yeah. little grubs and shrubs that you see in your neighborhood and then you know, attaching it to an intention and then like actually oh, ingesting it, you know, God. safely. I'm I'm not a forager. I'm not a foraging expert. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't just pick whatever, do your research. But that is that is a world that I am very interested Holy to explore. Holy smokes. Me too. I want to become a really, I want to become a knowledgeable forager. Do you have another for us, another seed and gardening ritual? Of course I do. So I was in a local like store I, I don't remember he was actually in port townsend and i bought the seed packet that looked aesthetically p- pleasing and so i bought it and when i opened it there was like this little piece of paper a little strip of paper that was basically like plant your intentions and it really beautifully said like you know write down an intention for yourself and literally sow it in the like put it in the dirt with the seeds of this plant and like you know Oh, and it was, and I was just like sobbing and I did it. And I mean, the plant did die, unfortunately, but (laughs) (laughs) my, my intention was set. And I think it's a really, it's great and a, a, a great ritual and an easy one to practice where when you are putting in your seeds or a seedling or a plant of some sort, actually on a writing on a physical piece of paper, some intention and putting it in the dirt with your plant yeah i i forget if i mentioned it to you or not but i actually did that recently i think i did that on you did beltane yeah <gasps> i think you might have i don't know but that's so oh, wait, exciting was it beltane no it was in bulk i did that on in bulk oh my god and it goodness. was such a delight come on yeah come on with all that mycobacterium in your up in your nose man it's Ugh. it's over my my intentions are planted (laughs) all right so give us another one we have one more planned last one for you and this was inspired by um a professor who we talk about all the time who we shared in college um melissa banyales um our our queen our queen (laughs) our inspiration (laughs) but um on the last day of this class that we had with her one quarter um all of the seniors that were leaving, like so people who were taking the class that she knew were about to graduate from college, she handed them a seed packet and was just kind of like 
kind of related to like the planting your intentions type of thing. She's just like, okay, it's go time. It's time to literally go sow your wild oats. Um, <laughs> and I just thought that was so magical. Like, I think we've both kind of held on to that as just what a beautiful gift to give somebody. Like, honestly, there's planting your own intentions, but then there's also, you know, prompting somebody you love to do that too. And I yeah. think that's just a magical thing. Spread the love, spread the magic, spread the seeds. Spread the seeds. <laughs> Sell your seeds. Let's talk about our garden currently. I mean, what is the state of your garden? And like, what are your plans for planting, <clears throat> sowing seeds this spring? Okay, there's another one for those who are counting. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I did at long last um, start my my little garden project. Um, I have some herbs going right now. I started them. I, so it was more like sowing seedlings. I, like sure. they were already like, you know, sprouted into plants, but. Much easier. <laughs> most definitely. I think <laughs> I should back up and say that like. I'm I'm participating in this gardening episode as a seed myself. This seed has not been planted into a gardener plant. Oh like, my god! Wait, I'm before an enthusiast, uh, you you are, and it's wonderful. Um, before you continue, I just want to quickly note that I was looking up what like a seed actually is, like what makes up the matter of a seed. Okay, and it's literally. So it's the embryo, which is like the fertilized zygote or whatever. What? And then with the embryo, it's like the tissue from the mother plant. So the mother plant creates like tissue with this embryo. And then it has a seed coat. That's what the outside is called, a seed coat. (gasps) And then like once it sprouts or whatever, the, the mother tissue and the seed coat provide it with like little nutrients. And it grows into a being Ooh. and i like i don't know why i got like really emotional about that <laughs> reading <laughs> just so tiny just listen i know the term too precious for this world gets thrown around all the time but, but that is too <laughs> precious for this world like oh, man so like when you said that you were a seed yourself, that's what I thought of, of like you as a little embryo, like with a little seed coat on, getting ready to garden for the first time. Wow. And my mother is just going to nutrient me, hopefully. <laughs> mother that, Earth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. That, wow. Okay. <laughs> I feel so, I feel like. Giddy a glow. I feel a giddy glow thinking about my little my little guys outside. <laughs> but Yay. what have I got going right now? I have um, cilantro, basil, mint, green onion, and that's it. Right? Such a little herb garden going. Yeah, I thought herbs would be kind of approachable to start. Yeah, they look okay. You know, this was great a little while ago. Like they've they've been in this planter for like maybe even a month now. And then we, you know, got some well timed rain and so it's they've been pretty low maintenance so far, but 
they are they're hanging in there and then i have more grandiose plans for (laughs) you know other vegetables because you know we've talked about in past episodes about my year my uh New Year's goal to eat one yes. vegetable that I grew, and people roast me for that all the time because they're like really? porch tomatoes, just one. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking like tomatoes or bell peps or something like that that I can plant on my balcony. Wonderful. Yeah. So I think I will note here that you are working with a balcony, which is cool because there's like a whole culture around like balcony gardening. Yeah, There's like tons of books on it and, and resources. Seriously, books, YouTube channels, like we'll, we'll get into dropping name, dropping some resources for <laughs> all of you. But um, what are your garden plans, Ashlyn, for the year? Because you have a much different setup kind of than I do. Yeah. So I use like Harry's mom has a little greenhouse, which has been really nice, but my biggest problem with the greenhouse has been bug infestation. So, oh, really? Yeah, like I actually last year I planned to. <laughs> okay, here's a tip for people. Tip number <laughs> one don't just scatter all your seeds of the whole seed packet all over the dirt because, <laughs> first of all, you don't know what's growing because there's just a mix of seeds everywhere. And, um, there are a lot of things growing faster than you can eat them. So just saying, I spread like three packs of carrot seeds like all over and I could not. I made carrot cake. I made carrot stew. I made fucking anything I could with carrots and I couldn't get through all of them because there was, I spread three packets of seeds. <laughs> so don't do that. Also mark where you put your seeds so that you know how to tend to them and you know what's growing. Um, and then there was the unfortunate disaster of getting completely overrun with aphids. I mean, it was like a fucking aphid apocalypse. I think of an A word. Yeah. Yeah. Aphid apocalypse. Aphid apocalypse in that greenhouse. It was so bad. I had to like, I basically created my own hazmat suit to go in there and then chop everything down. And I had to literally get rid of most of what I had grown because I had kale like reaching up to the skies. I had I had cilantro and parsley. Um, I was growing some cabbage. I was growing Brussels sprouts and they were doing so well except Ugh. fucking aphids, man, sucked all the juice out and it was so bad. So I don't know what to do about like that's a whole other that so that's where I'm at right now. Like I need yeah. to replace all the soil like I have to do a whole like renovation in there replace all the soil dig everything up somehow sanitize everything get some neem oil in there I don't know it's gonna be a whole thing but having said that in terms of seed growing you know the common thing to do is start them in those little egg carton type Mm -hmm. things um You can also obviously buy little seed starting kits. You can also germinate them like by putting them, wrapping them in the white, uh, white, no, wet paper towel. Um, That gets them going really easily. And then you can put them in some dirt because once the root is formed, it's easier for them to get all the nutrients. Um, Like an avocado seed you could take. And there's like a toothpick trick you could do, but most people, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to start it, or at least it has been for me. And so instead I put it 
in, I wrapped it in a wet paper towel and I put it in a Ziploc bag and I put it in a dark cupboard and it totally germinated. So, some tips. Yeah, tip, tip, tips. Okay. Um, one resource I would like to share with everyone that I have found helpful because what you must consider is the location of where you're living and the weather and all of the environmental factors you're dealing with when planting um, sowing seeds. And so if you, there's a website called um, almanac.com and it's the old farmer's almanac. You can actually like buy the book yearly because it's like the yearly temp. Yeah, it's like kind of crazy, but free resource online, almanac.com. And it literally shows you like it has the map of the US and then you pick your region that you're living in. And then it shows, it has like all the environmental conditions and tells you when to plant certain seeds. And it's like super convenient. It's like in a chart and it's lovely. And so if you're wondering what seeds to start with, that's a great place to start and uh, get some simple ones. Herbs are always great to start with, I think. Fairly easy. I hope okay. they're fairly easy <laughs> for my <laughs> well, sake. Well, actually, I've struggled with herbs. Like, I've had some herbs on the porch, and they, I don't know, they just didn't make it, and it, it was a struggle. So. But it was kind of, like, cool listening to you, though. Like, you're, like, you're grizzled. Like, you've had, you've seen some shit in your gardening <sighs> endeavors. <laughs> so, like, you, you've you seen some I've plants seen. die, you know? And I've I feel seen. like that's... I'm I'm kind of like open to that experience and I'm excited to get where you Sure. Been. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, get weathered and torn and jaded. Yeah. I'm like I would say I'm like a season in. Like I'm a year in of gardening, you know, like Cool. I started this kind of journey last year during like summer spring. And so I've seen some shit, but like I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling like I'm ready to start again and I need to gut out all of it because like the aphid the fucking aphids plant their minuscule little fucking eggs in the, the fucking soil so if you do not Dude. replace every drop of soil like if there's just like one or two eggs in there you're fucked and it's so cursed it's so cursed so like, like listen I'm, I'm a vegan i've denounced you know violence against animals of most kinds <laughs> The fucking bugs, man. Fucking aphids. Bug but boys. The best, the best pest control, the best thing you can do is actually introducing other animals. So yes. mantis, mantis eggs. Get some mantis eggs. Put that in your garden. Put ladybug. Whew. They have ladybug eggs. Um, those things eat aphids and other little pesties. Ooh. So that's actually the best thing to do, which okay. I'm definitely investing in like i think i looked up a mantis egg case which has like hundreds of little eggs or whatever and um it was like ten dollars so that's so fun actually i take it back like okay not all bugs not all bugs (laughs) ladybugs amazing benevolent beings mantis i always say that my younger brother is a praying mantis like if he was an animal (laughs) so i love that so much i could totally see right like if he was an a he if he was a bug he'd be a mantis and if he was a vegetable he'd be an asparagus. Like, Stop. This is get out of here. This is this was at the end of a lot of discussion. Just trust. Fuck. I really want to grow asparagus. 
so I, badly. It's so goofy how they grow. Like yeah, I know they're, they're just, ridiculous. I didn't know that they're just like if you just stuck asparagus like spears into the ground, <laughs> like that's just so how cute. they are. I know. I love it. Um, also, I'm like done a lot of research into getting like a pet mantis, but that's also oh. a different discussion. I love mantis, little mantis babies, and oh, when you see the babies when they hatch, you're going to flip your goddamn lid. Wow. I'm I don't know if wow. you've ever experienced a mantis baby, but I it have is not. actually actually life-changing. You have no idea. Oh, I'm going to google that right after this. <laughs> and <laughs> are you ready for this? Speaking yeah. of Google. Here's a segue into oh. the next <laughs> situation. Um was that smooth of me or what? So, googling, <laughs> googling things googling resources let's share (laughs) some resources from various corners of the internet and whatnot where we're kind of drawing some inspiration drawing some knowledge about our gardening journeys so do you want to start with sharing some you know fellow podcasts that you've been listening to on gardening yeah so i've come across there are actually quite a handful of gardening podcasts and they all kind of talk you know focus on different things um one of my favorites that i'm probably most familiar with is called on the ledge with it's uh this british woman i think she's british named jane perone no i'm 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 pretty certain she's british yeah anyways um this one's more focused this is all mainly or it is houseplants um so not necessarily outdoor gardening sowing seed type of thing um but if you're into houseplants which i'm really into that's a great one um another one i like haven't been so familiar with but do really like is called in defense of plants and then one that i'm hoping to listen to when i have the chance is called gardening with the rhs which stands for royal horticultural society whoa and it sounds super informative and lovely. So those are some Roll. podcasts to listen to if you're interested. Wendy, YouTube channels? You've got some tubes? I got the tubes, yes. I, I would say that I definitely uh, learn most effectively with YouTube. Like, that's kind of where I go to yeah. <laughs> learn anything yeah. these days. You know, that whole audiovisual setup and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there are three channels that I've taken a lot of inspiration from um the first is I think the first like plant YouTube introduction I had was actually this channel by Summer Rain Oaks and that's that's the name of her channel that's her name and it was this it was this video that circulated like it was a viral video if you will about (laughs) she has an apartment in New York and she has it like stuffed with like 700 house plants or something like that stop and so um yeah she had this feature done on her and then she ended up starting a youtube channel herself that talks a lot about kind of like you said house plants and kind of you know things of that variety but i think if i recall she also does a little bit of kind of like indoor vegetable growing like you know um kind of like a good like across the board and definitely just some plant inspiration so fuck her channel's great um 
Another one that I came across is Garden Up, and the girl's name is Ekta. And she is also, like, I've been going to her a lot because she seems to have a a setup similar to mine where she has an apartment, she has a balcony space, and then she kind of, you know, makes it happen. Um, She also does houseplants, like, kind of ferns, foliage, decorative houseplants, but... She definitely leans more into like edible plants like um, that. that She was kind of who I went to when I was figuring out this whole herb garden Mm -hmm. situation. Um, I watch she has a great video on like microgreens like she'll do like videos about like a category or I think she does pretty detailed series about specific vegetables too, like tomato series, potato series. That's so nice. Beans, potatoes, tomatoes, (laughs) that TikTok audio. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's great. And then uh, one last one that I've come across more recently is Epic Gardening. It's run by this guy, Kevin Espiritu. And he is like full on like front yard homesteading, like full like Ooh. edible garden. Um, Damn. And he's like very knowledgeable from what I've seen so far. Um, I actually came across him because I'm interested in composting. Like that's kind of not quite nice. gardening, but definitely gardening adjacent is something that of I'm course. like planning on starting this year. Um, so I came across him through this like manual video he did on composting. Mm. Um, but then from there, he has like tons and tons and tons of content on like gardening of many varieties. So if you are one of those YouTube learners, um, then I would definitely recommend those three. <laughs> I will add on to that by sharing couple of uh, books um about gardening so actually the thing is when you look up (laughs) gardening books on google there is a ridiculous shit ton amount of of gardening books so like i don't know take your pick whatever something i've done though in the past to just help i get really overwhelmed when i'm trying to like pick the right book um is like going to used bookstores and looking in their gardening section and just like seeing what's there. I've gotten books that way. Um, And then I also came across this like kind of handy list made by The Gardenista. Oh. The 10 books every gardener should read. And then she like, so she lists them and says a little bit about what they're about and why basically you should read them. So if you're interested in, in really getting some gardener's opinion on what you should read i found that pretty cute and helpful and informative okay so cool gardenista yeah yeah i think kind of on that note of you know picking the brains of experts um i think that's kind of the last resource that i'll share that you know i've already found super helpful and you know i'm looking to capitalize on a lot more is just people who know what they're talking about like locally um Mm. so like you said looking to like you know experienced gardeners and what they have to say like uh, online of course is like very readily available but you know if you have like a local gardening community that you can tap into or a nursery like I actually you know when I was gonna get all the equipment for my herb garden um my neighbor took me to a nursery that I had no idea was here. It was like 10 minutes from my house and it was so nice. First of all, like (laughs) visiting a nursery is just the, the vibes off the chart, immaculate, amazing. Um, and then 
just asking the people who work there because they know what they're talking about. Like, I think that's something that I know that I forget about all the time is just, you know, humans as a resource and their knowledge yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Um, I think kind of another facet of that too, that I'll touch back on to this one like YouTube channel that I mentioned, Epic Gardening with uh, Kevin. Um, he's local to San Diego. He's from Dago, um, oh. which I am also from. Um, and I think that's kind of another overarching tip to kind of like where you take your information from is it, it was really yes. cool to like come across somebody local um, in person or online because yeah. then, you know, he was able to say, oh, I get my blank from this place nearby yeah, yeah, and then yeah. their yeah. nearby is your nearby. So right. local experts, I would say, local is experts. the next one. Well, speaking of just briefly, I want to touch on this because I feel like it would be a good place to say it. Um, speaking of like people and culture and stuff, I don't know. I don't have a segue, <laughs> but I really want to mention this. Okay. Um, because as I was preparing for this episode, of course, synchronicity, I get an email from my National Geographic subscription. Okay. And the subject line says, why owning the land matters. And I was already like, hoo And so there is this book called Queen Sugar by Natalie Basile, B-A-S-Z-I-L-E. And she wrote this fantastic book about the complicated relationship between black Americans and the land. And um, she writes occasionally, I think, for the National Geographic, but she said that, and I quote, for us, having the garden was never just about planting seeds and watching them grow. The garden served as a connection to a painful past, invited us to celebrate our progress, and gestured toward the future. Our garden honored our forefathers' triumphs and memorialized their struggles. It was about memory and legacy, our families and this nation's. The garden told a story about what it meant to be black in America. Honestly, didn't cross my mind when I think about gardening, about like land ownership and yeah. gardening as a cultural practice and like... I was just like, whoa. And it's a yeah. whole other side of gardening that I need to pay attention to. And so I really want to read this book called Queen Sugar, which I think is like, it's through a story she emulates this idea. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I just, I really wanted to mention that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you did. Because like, oh man, I feel like, like you said, it's not the thing that you think about, like when you're talking about gardening, like you, I think, you know, we tend to get kind of caught up in just the, not the yeah. shallow, yeah. like tactile enjoyment of it, but it, it really means something like it really. It has deep is, roots, man. It Figuratively is, and literally. <laughs> it's serious rooting down into the land, connection to the land, like in a very, again, tactile, physical way like getting on your hands and knees, like in the earth and connecting to it. And I think for specific cultures, so, you know, black folk in America and indigenous cultures like that has had like quite a shared trauma connected to it. And so it is Absolutely. a reclamation for sure Absolutely. to be able to garden. Awareness is I think what we're getting at here. For sure. Of the kind of the, the intersectionality of so many of these mm -hmm. topics, you know. Exactly. Um, 
food politics is cultural. Food politics is politics, et cetera, man. et cetera. It's all together. Food um, politics. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's like, that's a whole other can of worms. But I think with that, we have some, uh, you know, on the other side of plants, there's meat. Um, but you have, you have some kind of meaty, more spiritual questions connected to gardening for us. So shall we move into to that section of the program? Yes, yes, dam? let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, so of course we, we must, we cannot end this episode without somehow making a connection between the state of our gardens and the state of our minds. So <laughs> yes. Wendy, I want to yes. ask you... Freeform it, you know, there's no, I mean, basically, I just want to know how you make connections between what's going on up in your noggin and what's going on down in the dirt. And how do they compare? How do they differ? How do they relate? How are they intertwined? Any, any sort of anything in that realm? Mm -hmm. Go. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll freestyle with that. That's good. Free, freestyle. Yeah lay down some bars but okay I think I, I really don't think it's a stretch at all to talk about how as you put it so wonderfully the state of your garden and the state of your emotional garden how they're <laughs> intertwined um I I realized that from the first experience that I had of planting this garden of you know I think presence with yourself and presence with your mental health and your state of being and where you're at in life is so directly translated into, you know, when you're taking on the responsibility of, you know, cultivating life, cultivating a garden. Dude, well like, said. Yeah. Like I know for me when I had that first, you know, those first days of, you know, putting these plants into the ground and, you know, singing to them and, <laughs> you know, being outside and it, it just was such a wonderful sensory experience. And I really felt mm. kind of a real exchange of love happening oh. and, and it was really beautiful. And, you know, that's the thing that like makes me want to continue diving into this as a beginner. Um, so that was all there in the beginning. And then I noticed like, as, you know, I was starting to become less present. Like, I think, you know, the nature of kind of like my mental state is, um, I feel like I have ups and downs of where I'm really present and I'm like tapped into my intentions and I feel purposeful and everything, but then I kind of just autopilot for weeks at a time and kind of, <laughs> you yeah. know, float out of my body and stuff. And I really started to see that reflected in my gardening. Like when I'm feeling really present, with myself, that's when my plants do really well. And I, you know, take the most pleasure mm. in my little routine with them and watering them and all of that, you know, it, it's all intertwined. Like you see the dishes piling up, you see your leaves getting a little crusty <laughs> and you feel your heart getting a little crusty. Um, yeah. And by you, I mean me. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of what's <laughs> no, going no, on right I, now. I, I, <laughs> the royal I we. agree. I am also crusty. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's like my, my feeling is just that like, it is not a stretch at all to say that those things are intertwined. It's like, if you want to have a physical manifestation of how your brain is and you need something to help you kind of keep an eye on where you're at, throw some plants in the dirt, man. Like, 
it'll it'll show pretty fast. But um, I, what do you kind of think oh, about the whole connection? Like, I could not have said it better. Like, this is uh, I. That was really spot on. I would add on to that too. Just like, um, I think there's something that happens about you know translating the love and care that you can give to a plant and or you know your garden and your seeds and like giving that also to yourself kind of you know mm. like I think there's this an yeah. exchange or um transference or I don't know what the word is but just like it makes you really look at something that's living and think you know okay I need I need to care for you you're alive I need to give you water I need to give you mm. food I need to give you the proper amount of sun you know and then perhaps you start to look at yourself differently and think I am also alive oh. and I also need these things <laughs> I need some fucking water <laughs> and, oh. and I need to be cared for it I need to care for myself and so yeah I think that is honestly the only thing I would add to what you said because you said it so well and I, I feel <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, I think sometimes, though, I think a small difference for me is that I almost use gardening or interacting with my, you know, like my house plants and stuff as kind of like an escape as opposed mm. to like, you know... Uh, feeling really present I guess so sometimes I think it's all about what I need at that moment like sometimes I do need to feel grounded and and get really present in that moment um and sing to my plants but sometimes I think to focus on another being another living Mm. creature for a little bit is kind of nice and it kind of takes me away from my current emotional state or mental state and it gives me a little bit of a break and a clearing of of the mind a little bit so it's all about you know what i what i'm searching for what i need from the plants we we exchange a lot of different needs (laughs) yeah you you are you harvest exactly what you need at the time it's all it's all there for you Wendy, you're killing it, man. Killing, killing the, the game. game. Hopefully not killing the plants. But not killing the ferns. Just killing the game. <laughs> oh my god. When was that gonna come? Like the I don't the- know. Wow. How did we make it this far without that coming up? That the fact that this whole podcast is named after a plant that was and in our apartment that was dying that we were trying to keep alive because it was Yo. crispy. And you know, I think it got crispy because I was not nearly as hippy dippy back True. then as I am now. Maybe as we are now, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if we were living together again and we had a fern, we'd be like, "What does this plant symbolize? And what is yeah, our yeah? It would be ridiculous. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. Man, so hopes to the future. Um, <laughs> do you have another question for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. So um, I think we've touched on this a little bit here and there, but like what is something that you love or are inspired by with the idea of gardening or working with your plants and maybe something, I don't want to say hate, but um, mm-hmm. something that discourages you? Yeah. Um, I think we already kind of touched on the love. The love is definitely 
you know, yeah. the connection, the excuse to be outside. Um, the more aspirational thing that keeps me going is like tasting that first tomato, you know, that I Fudge. grew. That's a, that's a like very immediate motivator right now. Oh my gosh. Um, but I would say mostly like if I had to choose one thing, it is just like the, the connection to a living thing and, you know, in a very different yeah. way from a pet, you know, it is kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is like a, a very clear, like earth connection, which I'm always yes. looking for more ways to like bring that, you know, to the forefront of my everyday. Um, as far as what discourages me, I'd say is just my own limitations. I'm so new to it and yeah, there yeah. is so much to learn that I get overwhelmed yeah. sometimes, but totally. kind of. Yeah, kind of like you said before about, you know, sharing some of your your war stories, so to speak. It's like <laughs> I that actually did kind of help me go, well, hey, you know what? Like I find that like the fear of killing the plant, like, oh, shit, I've yeah. like, I've taken on this living thing and I have right, squandered right. it. Um, it's really sad. Yeah, it is hard. sad and it's and it's hard to get through. But, you know, it does kind of like that did kind of remind me like, OK, there needs to be. There, there's a learning curve here and there may be some <laughs> some casualties to it but it's all for the sake yeah. of you know of learning and doing better next time so that's kind of where i'm at but uh a little bit further along in the process what is your perspective on the <laughs> um of course agree with the love stuff i would also say i love the kind of meditative quality of it um and like meditating alongside the earth kind of or with the earth so that's yeah just really um empowering and it feels great um i also well yeah um more on the discouraging side i would say like for sure my biggest thing right now is the pest control that is really discouraging mm -hmm. to me because i wait so fucking long for these things to grow and then they just <laughs> get destroyed and they're actually growing and like oh, it just it's really disheartening so that it's hard for me to like get motivated to like do it all over again because what if this other pest you know mm. takes control um but i i mean i also am intimidated by the wealth of knowledge that's out there and lack that i the lack of knowledge that I hold. So that's totally overwhelming at times. Um, but I also, you know, as I just thought of this, but as like a cute little remedy to this, I think it'd be so great to have like a friend garden or a communal garden or get involved oh. in the community garden because then yeah. you share some of that, that burden for sure. And it actually is really nice to garden with people or to work together on keeping something alive. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, I think what better way to jump into this last question you have for us of what would be your dream garden? And, <laughs> you know, mine would be one that I share with buddies, <gasps> you know, oh like, my God. I don't know if we've talked about this on here, but my the scope of my hopes and dreams has very much changed during quarantine. <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm like, you know, all I really want in life is a little farm, you know, have a commune, a commune, egg, egg, E-G-G, exactly. Like, <laughs> come on, like, have just some little patch of the woods and 
your cottage is at one end my cottage is at another ava's cottage is at another end we have our little jacuzzi in the middle and our communal garden exactly stop god damn just stop it already because i can't even can't even go there in my brain or i'll go comatose <laughs> like beautiful fairy garden energy and we Ugh. get all of our veggies like just a subsistence farm like that's what else is there like that's all i, I want don't, literally yeah i mean this is kind of almost a silly question because you just I just want a large honking fucking farm that has all the fruits and veggies that I want. I want fruit trees. I want fruit bushes. I want vines and I want all the vegetables I can imagine. And I also want an attached greenhouse to my chateau. (laughs) And I want all my house plants to be happy and healthy in the humid little greenhouse. And, um, Sharing and tending to garden with someone in a commune like that is just Just beyond anything. So I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Actually, I'm going to throw in one more recommendation in here of a little bit of inspo. I wish that I had thought to look up her name beforehand, but Netflix has this series called Chef's Table where it's, you know, they they highlight a chef. But actually, one of the episodes is about... This woman, and again, I wish I had looked up her name beforehand, but again, the show is Chef's Table. You'll be able to find it. Um, I've seen it. It's fantastic. But okay, yes. I don't think that episode. Yeah. So there's this particular episode where they highlight this woman who's a monk. And so she has this epic, epic, epic like vegetable garden like in the monastery Fudge. where she lives. And Ugh. it just takes you through. It's like that's it like look up that episode and that's exactly the life i'm trying to like live as far as like with my my garden and my relationship with food like all of the foods that she like showed preparing like showed her preparing where they were so simple like just very simple preparations fermenting things that she just plucked from the soil and it's just magical okay i i will absolutely watch that tonight I think that's Cry I'm a little bit. intense emotion of just Me too. I get over Come I honestly on. I get overwhelmed with the lack of knowledge that I have, but I also get overwhelmed by just the, the intense beauty and potential of like having a yes. functioning garden thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot. It's like this is almost the best part in a way. Like the wonder and the the yeah. anticipation is at the highest right now when you're like just kind of starting something. So true. Oh, and cool. so I think the only way to really cap this and end the episode is going over what we intend to sow this spring and what or how do we intend to reap that in the fall aside from literal vegetables aside from literal things i'm talking and i'm talking intention here yes emotional intention okay um with my seed sowing this spring i intend to um i want to grow a you know another tether to the natural world basically like i think that's my greatest intention with all of this um yeah, I, and I like just I want to 
I'm on this continual journey to, you know, sow a greater, deeper, better, healthier relationship with food and with myself and, mm, you know, mm-hmm. just all those relationships. And I think this is kind of another facet of that. And so uh, what I hope to reap is, uh, you know, the benefit of all those things and just uh, <laughs> greater health, greater wealth, greater stealth, greater... <laughs> more of those words all the elves all the elves but uh yeah i'd say those are those are my my biggest intentions uh when it's particular to the gardening yeah side yeah. of things all right i'm gonna say i'm gonna sow i intend to sow some seeds in my intuition hmm. and I want to practice trusting myself and listening to myself and following my intuition. And it's all about the trust, baby. And um, I think how I plan to do that, how I plan to reap that, but (laughs) come fall, is just to stop thinking about the consequences of like... So I think something that holds me back from actually doing that, or at least one thing is just thinking like, well, if I do that and I'm wrong or blah, 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 Mm. this could happen. You know, like I just think about all the ways in which I could fuck it up. And I think I just need to stop caring. (laughs) (laughs) Care a little less. (laughs) That's like Trust myself more. Yeah. Adding on to our many mottos, I feel like that actually, wow, how did, like, we always end up here. We always end up sowing a seed about gardening or some topic like that and then we end up somewhere else but of course I think that's very uh encapsulating of a lot of the things we've been talking about in this season so far of just you know intuition and trust and you know surrendering (laughs) into that hi jazzy hi jazzy and hi hecate Well, yeah. Yeah, Wendy, of course. And I think... Are you... Do you mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it for a scheduled program. Any last words for us, for the people? Um, a few. I'd oh. like to tell you my last fact of the day, which is about a squirting cucumber. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> do tell... <laughs> During researching this, (laughs) while researching this, I, of course, had to look up how certain seeds are spread because I know there's a lot of methods for this. And um, so I (laughs) found some information about seeds that, or plants, I should say, that utilize explosive force to fling their (laughs) seeds. Okay, so actually it kind of goes through a couple of them, but my favorite was the squirting cucumber just because of the name. But I'll read this really quickly and then I will abruptly end the episode. Um, Okay, mistletoes have explosive fruit with sticky seeds to propel their parasitic offspring high into neighboring trees. Those bastards. (laughs) 
Um, this is from Britannica.com, by the way. <laughs> the sandbox tree, native to tropical America, has exploding capsules that can launch seeds up to 100 meters, which is 330 feet away, with speeds of up to 160 miles per hour. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> And it says, note, it says people have been injured by the force of those seeds, and the sound of the explosion can be heard echoing through the forest. Stop. We made it. Ah! I dropped my mic. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And, um, okay. And then some types of exploding fruit, such as the squirting cucumber, utilize built-up water pressure to expel the seeds, while others, such as certain violets, employ the tension from the drying fruit to fling their offspring away. Oh my god. And that's it. We made it through this whole episode not talking, not comparing, like, seed, sowing seed to, like, seed, and then you ended with ejaculatory plants <laughs> yeah yeah precisely that i mean we could i could go on do you want to hear about the coconut and the mangrove uh, <laughs> do i <laughs> i think we got we gotta stop in there <laughs> bye everyone you've been listening to before the fur dies we upload a new video fuck episode every tuesday this show is hosted and created by wendy sigler and ashlyn higareta our cover art is by wednesday tran who you can follow on instagram at whale tran w-h-a-l-e-t-r-a-n yeah, our theme music was made and performed by Harrison Lee. Thank you, baby, for listening to our show. We'll catch you next <laughs> time.